The Bible Study Podcast, episode 477. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Proverbs with chapter 15. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen, almost halfway through Proverbs now. Chapter 15 has one of my favorite Proverbs. We're going to talk a lot about talking today, and it starts like this. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You can often get yourself out of a bad situation just by talking nice, just by being a nice person and using kind words. And you can also make things a lot worse with your words. And if you don't believe that, you haven't lived long enough yet. Continuing on, the tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. I like gushes folly. We need to be careful what we say, lest we are gushing folly. You'll notice that gushing has that connotation that there's just a spew. There's just a fire hose of stupid coming out of her mouth here. The mouth of the fool is just not governed. It's just not being careful what you think about and not passing what you say through the brain first on the way out. But I also like the tongue of the wise adorns knowledge. It adds on to, it makes it better. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. Nothing for you to do here, just be aware. God is watching. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. We have the ability to either build up or tear down people, to crush spirits or to be a tree of life, to provide that sort of help. One of the people in my household is going through a tough time this week because of something that happened to them this week, and there was a chance for me to respond. And what I respond and how I respond to that could help determine whether next week is better than this one. A fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. How many different times have we said that in Proverbs, that you can't get smarter, you can't get wiser if you don't let yourself be corrected? Uh, The house of the righteous contains great treasure, but the income of the wicked brings ruin. Again, this is part of that ongoing theme of good to the good, bad to the bad. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not upright. Interesting, we're comparing the lips and the hearts, but remember, lips are connected to hearts in the sense that what we say comes out of our feelings, and really not often out of what we're thinking, but often out of our feelings. So the lips of the wise spread knowledge. They make everyone around them smarter, wiser. But the problem with the fool isn't just with the lips, but it's the hearts, the hearts that are not upright, the hearts that are not right with God. And that's what's coming out that Proverbs calls foolishness. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but the prayer of the upright pleases him. Now, remember here that when we talk about the sacrifice of the wicked, we're talking about people who are going through the right motions. God encourages worship and sacrifice. But so many times in the Bible, it says, if you discover that you have something against your brother and you come to the altar with your sacrifice, leave the altar, go make things right with your brother. 
right? In in Isaiah, again, we get your, I'm rejecting your sacrifices because you're living differently than you're going through the motions. God doesn't just want us to go through the motions of worship or attending church or reading Bibles or listening to Bible study podcasts. He wants us to do what we're told. He wants us to do what the Bible is instructing us. And that is why the prayers of the upright please him. It's a relationship of love. It's a relationship that is reciprocal. The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but loves those who pursue righteousness. And that's why those prayers are so pleasing to him. It's a relationship of love. Stern discipline await anyone who leaves the path, the one who hates correction will die. Again, those two themes, correction and path, that everything we're doing is on a path to somewhere. And correction is a way of getting us back to the right path, right? It's just like you're lost, but you're not asking for directions. You're just going to stay lost. Death and destruction lie open before the Lord. How much more do human hearts? Again, God is watching is what this is saying. And God knows what we're thinking and also what we're feeling. And that's both when we're feeling good things, but it's also when we're feeling crummy. When we're having those really bad days, God knows what's on our hearts and also knows what we're concerned about. And that's one of the reasons we bring those things to him in prayer is to talk about them with somebody who already knows about them. Mockers resent corrections, so they avoid the wise. Again, that theme of correction, but here it's saying that if you don't want to be corrected, you avoid those very people who can help you, those very people who can bring you correction and get you back on that right path. A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. You know this to be true. You can tell when somebody's got a happy heart. You can tell it's written on their face. But you can also tell if you're paying attention when the people around you have been crushed, when their spirits are in bad shape and they need that helpful word. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly. Talking again about the mouth, but this time not what is coming out, but what's coming in, and that there is an appetite for foolishness. While those who are discerning, those who can tell the difference between what is right and what is wrong are looking for information, they're looking for knowledge, they're looking for wisdom. All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. It sometimes seems like the people who things are going well for are happier, but I think often we'll find the people who are more joyful have more things going well. And I know that sounds backwards, but I think the cheerful heart has a continual feast if we can reform our mind and hearts. And I think prayer is part of doing that. And, you know, learning to be grateful and learning to be thankful and learning to have perspective, I think it is a continual feast. It's a continual source of nourishment to get our heart right with God and get our heart in a good place. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. It's saying, what do you value? What's valuable is first being right with God. Better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fatted calf with hatred. Boy, have you been to that family dinner where no one wants to talk to anybody else and it all tastes wonderful and yet it just goes down sour. Better a small serving of vegetables with love. Better something simple. Better a home than a palace if there is love there. 
A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. This goes along with that first one. What are we saying? Are we bringing in calm? Are we bringing in peace? Are we calming things down and bringing perspective and bringing wisdom? We are called to do that. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. The way of the sluggard is blocked with thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. If you give me a choice between a path filled with thorns and a highway, I will take the highway. I will take the top down and do some in-car karaoke. But apparently I can't get there as a sluggard. I can't get there unless I get out of bed, put my butt in the seat, and do the work. And some days that's easier than others. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish man despises his mother. A lot of verses in the Bible talking about that, curses to people who curse their parents. And again, we had the verse here further up about taking correction from our parents, and that's one of the reasons we get so much formative value and correction from our parents, or we're supposed to if they're doing their job. But even if they didn't do their job correctly, they did give us that precious gift of life. Even if everything else they screwed up, They gave us something that is beyond compare, and we ought to respect them, even if it's just for that. Folly brings joy to one who has no sense, but whoever has understanding keeps a straight course. Again, we're talking about paths, we're talking about directions, and not taking joy in doing foolish stuff. Keep your eye on the ball, keep your eye on the prize, keep watching the road as you're driving. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. A familiar theme here, you get wiser by being around wise people, and you get wiser still by taking their advice. A person finds joy in giving an apt reply, and how good is a timely word? How good is a timely word? Pause here for a second. Pause the podcast, if you would, and think about the best thing that anyone ever said to you, that timely reply that was so important to you. And then write that person a thank you. Let them know how valuable that was for you. And then think about who needs that word from you. Go ahead, pause the podcast and do that now. Okay, we're back. The path of life leads upward for the prudent to keep them going down to the realm of the dead. Again, we're on a path. Where are we going? Preferably upward and not to the realm of the dead. And so being prudent, again, prudent is using wisdom when you make your decisions, right? The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he sets the window boundary stones in place. You can build anything you want without God. You can build anything you want in opposition to God, but don't expect it to last. The Lord detests the thoughts of the wicked, but gracious words are pure in his sight. Again, again, what we say, and are we gracious? Are we using words as we talk to people that say, I understand you're not perfect, and that's okay. You may not be worthy of my love, but I love you. That's what gracious is, right? You don't have to earn the love. You don't have to be perfect. I'm still going to use words that are loving. The greedy bring ruin to their households, but the one who hates bribes will live. Bribes imply corruption, and that is definitely something that God is against. 
and the greedy bring ruin to their households because if your heart is set on that, remember those vegetables with love is more important that our heart is set on love, not stuff. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. Boy, we got gushing again here. The weighing our answers, we're pausing before we talk to think about it. And to weigh the value, is this going to be helpful? Is this going to be truthful? Is this accurate? Do I need to say that a different way? Putting the mouth after the brain in that path that goes from the idea to the thought to the mouth. Instead of gushing, instead of spewing evil, instead of saying the thing that we shouldn't have thought, let alone said. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Cool. Light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. It does indeed. Whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. Oh my gosh, are we keeping score? How many times we've been told, you know, we're going to be wrong. We're going to be wrong, and sometimes we're going to need correction. So listen when you are corrected. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. I don't know how many different ways there are saying this, but when you're wrong, admit you're wrong, take the correction, and move on. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. That taking of correction is showing humility. That taking of correction that says, I can learn because I'm not perfect and I don't think I'm perfect. I can take that correction. I can show humility that says, I'm not the center of the universe. And then that can lead to honor in the sense that those who humble themselves will be exalted. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. We'll have more Proverbs for you next week. But I hope you remember the ones from this week. Be careful what you say and watch the path that you're on and take correction. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com and tell me that you told that person thank you for that kind and timely word. And thanks so much for listening. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.